The building had once been a cafe. A long counter was charred and blackened. Some tables and chairs remained, but most had been splintered and blown apart. A very large round oven sat in the middle of the room, the size of a small landspeeder. A rusty metal door swung on one hinge on the oven. Suara and Obi-Wan fanned out on either side, motioning to their Padawans to do the same. Suara bent over and gently moved the oven door. There was a muffled gasp, a small rustle of movement. Don't be afraid, Suara said. We are Jedi. Prove it. The voice was male and wobbled a bit, fear disguised as bravado. In a movement so fast Anakin could have blinked and missed it, Suara unsheathed her lightsaber, activated it, and held up the glowing beam in front of the open oven door. Thank the stars and galaxies, the voice breathed. A face, smeared with ashes, poked out from the open door. Needless to say, it is good to see you. I am Dr. Fort Turin, space geologist, head of the mission. Objective is the study of the effects of volcanic activity. A shoulder poked out, and then an arm. On planetary atmospherics. Oof. Dr. Fort Turin tried to wiggle his ample body through the small space. Within a scale three system. The rest of Dr. Fort Turin popped out. Despite a torn tunic and a nasty scrape on one cheek, he beamed at the Jedi. Now, meet my team. A blue-skinned arm poked out, followed by a face. Jove Dalin, at your service. Degree in tectonics with an emphasis on mineralogy. Jove Dalin slid out. Another face appeared. It was another human male, this one smiling broadly. His hair was caked with dirt and stuck straight up, and his brown eyes were warm. Dr. Tick Verdon, a practical theorist, planetary origins. Very glad to make your acquaintance. For a moment, we feared we would be roasted alive. The next scientist to emerge was a Bothan named Rug Yukon. Special training in atmospherics, transistor and galactic. Then a slender Alderaan female named Tally Heath, an oceanic specialist. Dr. Fort Turin rubbed his hands together. So, shall we retire to your transport? We can leave right away, Obi-Wan said. We're about eight kilometers away. Dr. Fort Turin's face fell. Eight kilometers? So far? You have speeders? Rug Yukon asked. No, Obi-Wan said. Speeders would attract too much attention. We have to walk. Tick Verdon looked at his fellow scientists. He tried to appear cheerful. Not so far, and we have the protection of the Jedi now. It's a fine night for a walk, I'd say. Tally Heath picked up on Tick Verdon's attempt to cheer them. But let the Jedi lead, Tick. You've done enough for us. Tick has saved our lives many times over, Forturin said. He scattered ahead and kept us moving away from the soldiers. He did a good job, Obi-Wan said. You stayed alive, but the battle is close now. A pale pink moon was rising as they left the village and entered the forest. The shelling had stopped, and the area was eerily quiet. They walked for several hours. Sawara kept track of their progress with her datapad map. We're making good time, she murmured to Obi-Wan. Another kilometer, and we can turn and head south. Anakin smelled the battle before he sensed it. He breathed in and smelled smoke and fire and death. Ahead, Obi-Wan and Sawara had stopped. 
Dara drew a ragged breath. The scientists had smelled and sensed nothing. They continued to walk, until Obi-Wan held up a hand to stop them. Slowly, he murmured. They walked, making no sound. In a few minutes, Anakin could see that the light through the trees ahead had changed slightly. The smell was worse now. The forest ahead, Suara said. It's gone. Burned. They must have fought closer than we'd thought, Obi-Wan observed. Which means there could be patrols nearby. Padawans, we must surround the scientists, Suara said. Keep close and alert. They left the shelter of the trees. Around them were blackened stumps. A laser fight had taken place here. Then Anakin felt what he had hoped not to feel on this long night. The dark side of the Force. It was around them, somewhere in the night. He knew Obi-Wan and Suara felt it too. It took another minute for Dara to frown and place her hand on her lightsaber hilt. What? She began. But the night suddenly exploded into spasms of light. Anakin felt the impact of a shell hit him like a wall of air, and he went flying. He landed and tasted blood in his mouth. He had bit his tongue. He lay on his back, looking up at the black velvet sky and the pink moon. Everyone okay? Obi-Wan shouted. The blast had knocked them all flat, but Obi-Wan and Suara were already back on their feet. Anakin cleared his head, jumped to his feet, and ran toward the scientists. He and Obi-Wan herded them toward the shelter of the fallen trees. They took cover as another shell exploded. Dirt fell like rain. Suara and Dara were quickly taking readings. They hurried to crouch next to Obi-Wan and Anakin. They're close, Suara said, maybe half a kilometer away, heading toward us. I'm picking up coded communications, Dara said, pointing to her comm sensor. Lots of them. It's got to be a large force. Can you jam communications? Obi-Wan asked her. That's a start. I can try. Dara bent over her scanner and began pressing keys. In addition to being a superb fighter, she was an expert at communications. Another explosion flashed. They felt the shockwave, but it had landed clear of the area. A Padawan master team, or should we do it? Obi-Wan asked Suara. She thought for a moment. Anakin didn't know what the two masters were planning, but he knew one thing. He wanted to be in on the action. Got it, Dara said suddenly. They're jammed for now, anyway. Suara nodded, then turned to Obi-Wan. We'll need all of us, she said. It's too large an area. Yes. Obi-Wan turned to the scientists. You must stay undercover. If we don't return in 15 minutes, go back the way we came. Hide where you were before. You're leaving us? Fort Turin asked. Not for long. Obi-Wan grabbed one of the extra survival packs they had brought on this mission. He motioned for Anakin to take one. The four Jedi slipped off into the velvet night that was so suddenly and spectacularly lit by flashes of deadly light. Anakin could feel the force gather around them. He did not often have the experience of feeling the combined force of two powerful Jedi knights as well as their Padawans.